From the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is CQ Now, your nonpartisan news source for how the inside workings of Congress and the federal government shape the real world. The 450-mile rail corridor between Washington and Boston is the busiest in the country. It connects four of the nation's ten largest metropolitan areas, and it serves about a fifth of the U.S. economy. It's also the most bureaucratically tangled. Eight commuter lines, four freight railroads, and Amtrak all share the same space. That's a surefire recipe for jurisdictional arguments over how to spend the $20 billion it takes to keep the corridor running. I'm Adriel Bettelheim with CQ Roll Call, joined by CQ transportation reporter Kelly Madrick. A new rail tunnel under the Hudson River connecting New York and New Jersey could be a game changer both logistically and in terms of cutting red tape. How so? Well, part of it has to do with the fact that improvements on the Northeast Corridor have taken a long time to get underway. So with news of a deal this fall struck between the federal government, Amtrak, and the states, it sounds like there's movement on, there's been progress on getting the improvements underway. Even though there was this announcement from Congress, the federal government has still yet to announce exactly how much money that's going to involve and what improvements it's going to be. There's just been kind of a broad reference to the Hudson Rail Tunnel project, which could include a number of bridge repairs as well as the tunnel connecting New York and New Jersey. Amtrak President Joseph Boardman told you in an interview that it took a crisis to get Congress and the states on the same page about improving infrastructure. What did he mean by that? Well, part of the problem with moving these types of improvements on the corridor is that because there are so many states involved, it's not like these states are going to individually take it upon themselves to try to fix the outdated infrastructure. And with Congress pretty much keeping funding flat for the agency, Amtrak, which owns most of the Northeast Corridor's rail spine, um, there's not a real clear political incentive for anybody to take the initiative here and do anything. That's part of the reason why, um, at least from the Senate side, there was a lot of uh, push from leadership to try to do something about it. But again, it comes down to the individual governments uh, as to whether they're going to actually listen to that, that optics. Let's talk about where some of the biggest perceived needs are. You've got ancient tunnels beneath Baltimore. You've got corrosion on a Connecticut bridge that reduces speeds and contributes to system-wide delays, right? And part of the, yeah, and part of the issue is that even if we get a new Hudson River rail tunnel, there's still plenty of other bottlenecks across the corridor that could become a problem. So, you know, the curves in the tunnels in Baltimore force trains to cut speeds in half to 30 miles an hour. Double-level freight cars don't fit in the tunnels now, but then we have a Bush River Bridge in Maryland, for example, that needs 20 workers to open it for passing boats. And those problems have created uh, traffic jams across um, from New York to Boston, from Washington to Connecticut, Um, not just this rail tunnel that's suddenly got some new political weight behind it. Um, So that's why the Federal Railroad Administration has been working on a broader vision for the corridor. includes the tunnel improvements. Remember that those tunnels were damaged by Hurricane Sandy, um, but again, they're also over 100 years old, and there's plenty of infrastructure up and down the corridor that uh, needs just the same amount of attention. As you say, Congress has been pretty tight with the money, but it did establish a commission in 2008 to improve decision-making. So how has that process worked? 
Congress established the Northeast Corridor Infrastructure and Operations Advisory Commission to get the ball rolling on system improvements. And part of one of the biggest responsibilities they have is to allocate costs among users of the infrastructure, which is basically another way to try to cut through some of this political gridlock. Because if you are one state among many that share this line, you don't want to go ahead and say that you're going to pay for a lot of the improvements when you don't really understand your needs compared to the others or your use compared to the others. So, so far the commission has been spending a lot of time agreeing on a plan for reallocating at this point about $200 million in annual costs based on use in each jurisdiction. But the problem is getting governments and agencies to go along, and that's just a drop in the bucket for what's needed in the long run. This Hudson River Tunnel project could eliminate a major choke point. Um, You said before we don't know specific amounts, but what share would the federal government be kicking in? Senator Cory Booker and Senator Chuck Schumer said 50-50 that uh, Amtrak and the federal government, which subsidizes Amtrak and gives it support, um, would basically pay for half while the states would collect the other half. Um, But if you look at the use of the tunnel, therein lies some of the political conflict because New Jersey uses a a lot of those trains that run every hour. And so New York and New Jersey governors have assured the federal government that they're ready to get behind their 50% cost share. The Port of New York and New Jersey has agreed to establish um, what's known as a development corporation, which is basically um, a government structure that helps move the funds along. It can basically streamline moving one of these mega projects. Um, But Transportation Secretary Anthony Fox, uh, CQ, asked him about it um, last month, and he said it's not an uh, outlandish idea to have a 50% share, but he can't dial down into a dollar amount, and neither can FRA Administrator Sarah Feinberg. And could parochial interest yet scramble the math and gridlock the decision-making process? So the chances are good since they've already been scrambling calculus on projects. Even the work to allocate costs, for example, between jurisdictions could prove troublesome for the politics behind striking a deal because they're evaluating one district's benefit from the corridor of another. So players will certainly be looking to Congress to take the lead because leadership is definitely what's needed to move projects like these. And as we've seen, you can draw plans forever, but deals need to be struck. CQ transportation reporter Kelly Madrick on the complexities of upgrading the 450-mile rail corridor between Washington and Boston. I'm Adriel Bettelheim. Thanks for listening. Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CQ Now, and you can download our podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud. <laughs>